adult conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at Cartoon Fair. Days past Tooncast. Days past Tooncast. Hello and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Who boy, <laughs> is today an important day, a day of celebration here at the DPTC studio. Oh boy, is it. We're celebrating uh, an institution, uh-huh. a way of life that has been around since pretty much since we were born, Travis. Yes, uh-huh. 1984, this group this team. team, this family, yes, came together, rocked our worlds, blew our socks off, <laughs> took our shoes, threw them uh-huh. away, said, "Hey, I'm taking those socks too. They're coming right off. <laughs> Give me your wallets." And we have we have not looked back since. No, they've been around in cartoons, they've been around in movies, and they could not be more appropriate for this season right now. Mm. The fall, October, Halloween. A group, a team, uh, a business. Yeah. <laughs> that's out trying to make your Halloween safer. Uh huh. They're all that stands between us and the other side. Uh huh. <laughs> I think Doctor of Psychology and Parapsychology Peter Venkman said it best There are some things in this world that go way beyond human understanding, things that cannot be explained, things that most people don't want to know about. That is where we come in. Sometimes shit happens, someone has to deal with it, and who are you gonna call? Today, we are talking about the Ghostbusters. Returning to them after I don't even know how long. Feels like years, probably has been with our release schedule. <laughs> it, it might have been. But it is It is not just the right time because of the holiday that's coming up, Halloween. Uh. It's the right time because we're getting the first official sequel since 1989. Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming out next month uh-huh. in November. Yep. I have waited for this because I saw Ghostbusters 2 in the theater. I've waited for this for over 30 years of my life <laughs> to have this again. I know that these that these characters, these actors showed up in the last Ghostbusters uh-huh. movie, yep. but I have been waiting around for more Ghostbusters, more, more busting with all my pals, even even if they just show up for a second, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Reviews are coming out. They say it's good. We're going to chat about the movies because uh. there, there's something I need to talk to you about here in a second, okay. Travis. Yeah, uh, ears, ears open. Regarding these movies, in preparation for this episode, since we're talking about Ghostbusters, the cartoons, I rewatched Ghostbusters 1 and 2, the original films. Guilty as charged over here as well. Always happy to watch them. These are like Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, these are the class of movie that if they were on TV, back when we actually just flipped through channels on TV, I believe you still do that on Hulu with your particular package. <laughs> Listen, I, I got the pro. I got the pro you're package. A, you okay? are a professional Hulu guy, yeah, and uh-huh. I am not. I am not. I'm a streamer. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, if you're just you know flipping around, these are movies that I would sit down and just watch to completion. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter where I'm catching them. So it all, all completed. That's right. So going back through them, it's something that happens probably yearly. All of you who claim that Ghostbusters 2 isn't as funny as Ghostbusters 1 or as good or whatever, (laughs) give it up. You look like a fool. And I'm going to call out every, I'm calling out all of you. This is a large swath of people Uh who think that they 
I don't know that there's a pureness to the first one that right. isn't in the second one. Go go watch them with an open heart. Get rid of yourself. Come back. <laughs> get rid of it. Go get rid of yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> are we are we are we asking them to commit suicide? Listen, no, it's open. It's no. open. It's open for They'll come back. We'll have to get them busted later. Yeah. It's as it is a good movie. As good as the first one. Yeah, there's dumb shit in it that is there for the kids. Yeah. Who cares? It's a great movie. It's a great Sorry. movie. Yeah. There's so much to enjoy in Ghostbusters 2. Vigo, Janos, or whatever Ooze, his name is. Who's everywhere. You got Slime. Uh-huh. Sigourney Weaver's back. Oh, Louis man. Tully's back. And it also gave us the Janine, the real form yeah, of Janine. Yeah, her yeah, final yeah, evolved yeah. form. Uh-huh. Because yep. Annie Potts, great in the first one, more understated. Yeah. Second one. She came with it with the hair. Yeah, she she had it. She was dressed like the cartoon. Yes. Because what happened is the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, came Formed out it. after the first uh-huh. one. Yep. Second one comes out years later after they've had a few seasons. And that's really where I couldn't watch Ghostbusters very much as a kid. I was too afraid of the Gozer dogs. <laughs> so I just wanted to see certain parts. And my dad would like fast forward through the other parts for me. So most of my exposure to the Ghostbusters was the toys yep. and the cartoon, which the toys were taken from. And so, yeah, they wanted to please kids like us who knew it mostly from the cartoon, put a little more Slimer in there. Uh-huh. Is that a fucking crime? Yeah, right. And I mean, those are not reasons to like it even. I, apparently, there are reasons to dislike it if you're an asshole. But the rest of it is fine. I know Bill Murray says stuff about how he didn't like it. He didn't really want to be there. You wouldn't know it from his performance. Uh-uh. I could watch Bill Murray interacting with a baby. For hours. Oh, same here. Make a whole movie out of that. Just that scene alone where they're digging through her apartment. I could have watched it. They could have stretched it out to 45 minutes. I would have loved every second of it, man. I could watch a (laughs) 12-episode HBO season of the Ghostbusters pretending to be construction workers (laughs) trying to dig slime out of the sewer and explaining to the cops how they actually are construction workers. What's it look like we're doing here? Why don't you let us work? We let you work. Hey, take it. He's been working overtime. I tell you why we're here. We're here because some diaper bag downtown is being a jerk. I'm making this work on a Friday night. Am I right, Peter? Of course you're right, Raymond. Is he right, Ziggy? Yo. I think it's an age thing, and that's going to figure into today's episode Uh a lot. Yeah. I think there's a generational gap. If you were born three years before we were, then the first Ghostbusters is the only good one. Well, I love the first one. Me too. It's great. Second one? Also good. Okay. Now, There is one area of measure between these two movies, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, where Ghostbusters 2 is factually, scientifically, provably better. You don't have to choose one over the other, but if you want to break them down into stats, Ghostbusters 2 ups the soundtrack game exponentially because all of a sudden, the Ghostbusters got a whole lot funkier. Oh, yeah. A whole lot (laughs) funkier. 1989 is when this movie comes out. And the first one, look, it gave us the Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters classic. Can't beat it. It's still there. They're bringing it back. They didn't remix it. Why would you? Just play it again. Yep. (laughs) Ghostbusters 2 brought us a soundtrack full of New Jack Swing, Sonic the Hedgehog music, as I know it. Uh Uh-huh. Hip-hop, and my new favorite genre of music, ghost rap. Hell yeah. Any song, I don't care what it is. It could be Flight of the Valkyrie. (laughs) Any song can be improved with a Ghostbusters themed rap break. And we need to go through these really quick yeah, because let's go through, yeah. there are th- there are three songs on this that just have <laughs> lyrics that pretty much break down what happens in Ghostbusters 2. Like on a detailed level, not just how cool the Ghostbusters are. Right. Okay. <laughs> now we got King of New Jack Swing, the New Jack King, Bobby Brown on Ooh. the soundtrack with a song that I always remembered from this from Ghostbusters 2. It's an earworm on our own. 
I mean, you know exactly what year you're in. This is as 1989 <laughs> as it gets. Yeah. This is a this is a fucking jam though. I mean, why aren't why is anyone making this music anymore? Uh-huh. Come on, it's time it's time for this to come back. But it is. I mean, yeah, it's illegal. I don't think there's any laws on the no, books about. No, you're good. They're not <laughs> public defenders. I don't know if it was a matter of how do I fill out this rap, or if they, if the producer said we want you to explain numerous scenes from uh-huh. our movie. Yep. He talks about how at the beginning of the movie they're playing a children's birthday party, the uh-huh. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Specifically referenced the whole time there was slime beneath the building. They're talking about the pink slime. They mentioned the master of evil Vigo. This is this is just like a Wikipedia entry set to a breakbeat. They they gave him bullet points. Yes, and they also let him watch the private screening. <laughs> and they're like, "Here's cocaine. Yes. Now go write this yes. rap." Probably so. Sadly, well, here's the thing: they probably gave the same edict to Dougie Fresh because his rap from the same album. <laughs> Spirit, which I love this song. This song I remember very... Uh Hearing these songs just brings back images from the movie immediately for me. For sure. Okay. He pretty much does the same thing. Let's hear it. Ooh. I like it. And take a mother's newborn baby and Dana's the lady to build an establishment for an evil magician on a mission. The evil magician. Making it in time with the help of slime. But somebody got drawn line. What's that for all? Who you gonna call for the ball? Ghostbusters! It's like that, y'all. How many times do you think the phrase evil magician has been uttered in a, a popular rap song? Four. Four or 400. It's still not enough for me. I I love that spirit. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. That's great. Spirit. Some people I know. Calling out. The, they love calling out the Ghostbusters. They do. They do it on the third entry in our trilogy here. Okay. Um, which I, I think they're less about the plot of this film and more about the experience <laughs> <laughs> more about uh, more about the stage directions in the screenplay. Uh, uh-huh. They are more about the experience of dealing with the Ghostbusters and the ghosts that they have sworn to bust. We are talking about the three big boys. We're talking about Run DMC, who did a song just called Ghostbusters. In some ways, an update of the Ray Parker Jr. song, and in other ways, uh, an improvement. <laughs> uh, just um, excuse me. Gotta call him out. That's greatness. It's so good. I Travis, I've, I've listened to this song a hundred times the past few weeks. I, I love, again, it is a nostalgia thing because all these songs are so of their time. Uh-huh. And they are so connected to this movie that I got to see in the theater and Hell loved yeah. as yep. a Same here. four-year-old, apparently. But I saw so many times on VHS. And they're also just... Fun as hell. Yeah, I'm Fun with you. as hell. And if you need a plot update or a summary, uh, call <laughs> Dougie you. Fresh or Bobby Brown and they'll set you up. They should be doing recaps of like <laughs> Walking Dead in song form or something. Cliff, for- Cliff Note Central right <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> like for Taming of the Shrew. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you get with your mate. Yeah, just break down the whole storyline. So for today's episode of Days Past Tune Cast for this Ghostbusters celebration, 
We watched a cartoon with another great theme song, mm-hmm. a cartoon called Extreme Ghostbusters, with its own up- an actual <laughs> update of the Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> theme song, yep. which there's a certain phrase uttered in it that we're about to hear that's just haunted us since, <laughs> since we listened to it when we first watched Extreme Ghostbusters, I don't know, three years ago uh-huh. now. Yep. Um, we haven't come back to this cartoon. This is a 1997 cartoon that came out that's a sequel to the real Ghostbusters, yep. the original cartoon. Um, so it's a 90s one. It's extreme. As you can tell from this wonderful theme song. If there's something strange in your neighborhood. Sounds like Eddie Van Halen's in the room. Who are you going to call? R.I.P. Don't bust that ghost. If there's something weird <laughs> and it don't look good. Who are you going to call? Getting soulful on it. All right, here it is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, busting makes me feel good. Woo! Woo! I love that they kept the busting makes me feel good. Even in 1997, uh-huh. busting still feels good. Oh yeah, yeah, it feels great. It never, it never quit <sighs> feeling great. I mean, look, we've 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 talked about uh-huh. as right many that's times right. on the podcast. It's been a while since it's made an appearance because <laughs> it really took over my life outside of the podcast 100%. for a long time. Yeah, anytime I would answer, yeah, that's right, I would have to follow it up with that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, but I I just I love that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. It, it's he's just beautiful. in that moment. He's like, you don't even know what's about to happen to you. Yeah, right. We're about to hit you with the most. Badass, distorted, fuzz out, slamming chorus you've ever heard. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. My distortion pedal has a distortion pedal. That's right. We're about to get it. Hey, that's right. That, that is right. That's right. But no, seriously, make a laugh. Ah. Right. Extreme Ghostbusters, 1997. It's an extreme time. Oh, yeah. In the country. Uh-huh. Lots going on. <laughs> this is just a quick recap for those that aren't extreme Ghostbusters heads out there. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't until we saw the episode, and I liked the show. For those of you that don't have a Peter Vinkman tattoo on your lower back, <laughs> just a quick recap. Extreme Ghostbusters was a direct follow-up to the real Ghostbusters. Egon Spangler still has the firehouse. He's teaching at a university, and four of his students who are interested in... I don't know if it's Bustin' 101 or uh. what he's teaching exactly, but it's basically ghost shit. Yep. And ghosts are back all of a sudden. And these four students who are young people, a, a diverse group, certainly more so than the original Ghostbusters, he trains them to become the new extreme Ghostbusters. So it's a generational thing. It's a legacy thing. Janine's around. Slimer is there in a uh-huh. much more palatable form. Just basically, <laughs> he's just a baby or a dog who just is cute. Uh-huh. You know? That, that's showing major gum. Major oh, man. gum. Yeah, he needs to get that looked at. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it can't be good for you. And that's that's basically it. They got ghosts to bust, okay? Yep. Can't, can't spend too long uh-huh. talking about it. <laughs> Let's keep moving. Now, for today, in honor of Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out. That's right. That's right. That's right. We watched the series finale, a two-parter of Extreme Ghostbusters, in which the OG real Ghostbusters meet a new generation of Ghostbusters, the Extreme Ghostbusters, just like, or somewhat like, Uh Ghostbusters Afterlife, as I understand. It's (laughs) not out yet. I don't know. But you got Kid Busters Uh meeting Ghost boomers. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's about to collide, man. Yes. And that is exactly what happens in this two-parter. Originally broadcast December 3rd and 4th, 1997, entitled 
back in the saddle. And a big chunk of these two episodes focuses on a generational tension between the extreme Ghostbusters, who are college age, and the Ghost Boomers. Uh, these guys, oh, it starts off with Egon's birthday. Uh-huh, yeah. And they say that he's turning 40. I had to look this up. Okay, uh-huh. so Janine is going to surprise Egon <laughs> on his birthday. She digs Egon, always has. Oh, yeah. I guess she forgot about Louis Tully and you know Ghostbusters uh-huh, too. I thought they made right. a better couple. But yeah, yeah, seriously. She surprises this older Egon who's heading up these extreme Ghostbusters on his birthday. It's 1997. They say it's his 40th birthday. Harold Ramis, rest in peace, rest in mm. power. The late and much beloved uh, one of the stars. And writers. And writers, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I really turned it into a better movie than it would have been Fudge, if you just yeah. if you just let Dan Aykroyd write anything on his own. Oh, yeah. You made a mistake. Uh-huh. You made a big mistake. And uh, so thank God for him in all these ways, including how he for, made the script. For palatable. grounding. Maybe grounding yes. the script a little bit. Absolutely, right? yeah. yes. Harold Ramis was 53 in 1997. So they're, they're pushing it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if Egon has his like one irrational thing because he's the science guy, he's the brain. Uh-huh, if his one yeah. irrational thing is like, I I don't tell me that I'm over 40 ever. Uh-huh. Every year it's like my 40th birthday. <laughs> uh, and all the other Ghostbusters, the original ones, when we do see them, they look a lot more aged oh, than yeah. him. Like yeah, a lot yeah. more. He's just rocking a ponytail. And we said it before, but this is just further proof. Egon is daddy. Uh-huh. I mean, go look at Harold Ramis in those Ghostbusters movies. He's tall, lanky. He's got glasses. He's got style. He's always dressed up. He's got all of his hair. Uh-huh. He's the hunk. He's the hunk. Now, this is clearly not Harold Ramis. It's a blonde man with a ponytail right. from the real Ghostbusters. But for but some reason, that that is the Egon that I remember. Because we were raised on the cartoon. <laughs> the cartoon was the the real first time that we were uh-huh. digging into Ghostbusting world. Which is not even an actual real haircut someone can have. You know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Well, it is just a rat tail. I mean, it's a rat tail. Uh-huh. And you wanted it bad, as I recall. I did, yeah. I did. It goes from pompadour and rat tail to sure, I, I used to follow on. the Grateful Dead and now I'm a professor. Slimer, is that you? I brought you a doggy bag. Surprise! Peter Ray Winston. Oh, I don't believe it. Surprise, cure your three old buddies who used to do this Uh job with you. With larger prostates. Here we go. (laughs) They got all kinds of problems, Uh these guys. Really, they, like, that's the thing. A big part of the charm is that they're all smart. Everybody claims to be a scientist of some kind, minus Winston. He's a a blue-collar guy. He used to be in the, he was a demolitions guy, I believe, in Uh the Navy? Marines? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Navy Marines. <laughs> yep. He was in that. Uh, but they all, they all have this schlubbiness of like, man, I'm just trying to get by. Uh-huh. They're exterminators with PhDs. Yeah. And so when they don't bust ghosts or when things aren't going great there, nothing else is going well for them. Before we go further talking about the real Ghostbusters, uh, break them down for you real quick. Because we gotta, they, they've, they're in different places uh-huh. than the last time <laughs> that you saw them. If the last time you saw them was 1989's Ghostbusters 2. We got to talk about Peter Venkman, as we always do when oh, we yeah. cover the Ghostbusters. Peter Venkman, played by Bill Murray in the movies, is a hero of many. Yeah, and he's yep. very funny. Yep. I don't know that any of us would want to spend a lot of time with him <laughs> or have a personal relationship with him, but he is very entertaining. Uh-huh. Very, very entertaining. Right. The writers of the real Ghostbusters and now on Extreme Ghostbusters do not get Peter Venkman. And I understand this is a different format. Got kids on a Saturday morning or whatever. You got to write to them. but. The way that they write Peter is like a talk show host who is trying desperately to find his next gig. We're here, we're back, we're bad, so let's party. No one on the show likes this guy because of how they portray him, which uh. is just a desperate hog <laughs> for attention. 
And it makes him an insufferable character. Yep. This problem is uh, doubled by the fact that the second person to voice Peter Venkman in these cartoons, who is the one that's voicing him in this cartoon, is Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey Uh from Full House. Cut it out. Pull, cut it out. Get out of here. (laughs) And I wish he would cut it out because uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, he's not any worse than the guy. It was the guy who played uh, Garfield uh-huh, before. Yeah, and yeah. I, it just goes with, yeah, I guess this is the right voice for this type of Venkman. Uh-huh, yeah, this type but of sarcasm. This is especially hard for me because as I've admitted before, I idolized this form of Peter Venkman growing up and I'm still trying to iron out some of the shit that yeah. I picked up from him as a comedian. <laughs> some of your issues. Yeah, some of these issues, that, <laughs> this, this kind of smarminess. And, uh-huh. But I also grew up watching a lot of Full House and idolizing Uncle Joey who tells like the worst jokes and the shittiest stuff and does these dumb impressions. I mean, he's really not a bad voice actor. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll admit that. But like, <laughs> these are not people to look up to. These are not heroes. And I feel so much shame. And here they are together smashed into one. Uh huh. And I'm just thinking the whole time that we're watching him because in the show, again, you cannot wait for him to leave the scene. This is the same guy that inspired Alanis Morissette's You Oughta Know. Uh huh. How did that man... What did he do to Alanis Morissette that could have made that that much passion and rage come out? <laughs> Except that he's doing bad comedy. Because I just can't imagine being in a relationship with that man. Right. This is like, this is Uncle Joey. Well, Vankman, at this point in 1997, is trying to get the Ghostbusters movie off the the ground. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll take one day. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the movies, you know, in the second one, he was hosting a TV show. Yep. So I just don't see, Vank- in my world, Venkman doesn't have, he'd be at a bar somewhere just hitting on some ladies and talking about psychic powers or something. He wouldn't, he doesn't have the get up and go self-propulsion to like see a screenplay through no to the motor. end. Yeah, no, no more like that. No, 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 no. But that's what he's been up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has not been successful. Ray Stance, he was doing some crazy research along the lines of probably ghosts, yeah. I guess. And it didn't go well. I was doing pyrokinesis research at a major university in Idaho. There was a minor mishap followed by a <clears throat> major explosion. Now I'm sales manager at Perpetual Motors, the used car lot. I can get you a deal. That is too real for me. That is exactly what would happen to Ray Stance. He would <laughs> fuck it up. I mean, this is almost what has happened to Dan Aykroyd, except uh-huh. that he has money. Yeah. He's like basically kicked out of Hollywood. It's like, oh man, Dan, you can't write scripts anymore. We can't let you direct anything. We can't let you off the leash. Sorry, bud. And then I'm sure he's uh-huh. in the new one and yep. holds some shit. But like, what's the last thing he did that wasn't Crystal Skull Vodka? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Winston. He's a pilot, and uh-huh. that's about as good as you're going to get, I guess, from a <laughs> from a Ghostbuster. But it seems like he's really dependent on those pilot gigs that he has. Right. Like he's, yeah. He needs to keep the money rolling in. What have you been up to, Winston? I've been doing a bit of traveling now that I've got my pilot's license. Again, this is the Ghostbusters charm. Blue-collar scientists always on the hustle. And when they were the Ghostbusters, they were always chasing a payday. The Extreme Ghostbusters, I can't tell. We haven't watched any other episodes from the original first two that we watched. Right. And this final two. But the way that these episodes play out, it seems like the Extreme Ghostbusters are no longer a business venture. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't I don't see them getting paid for this. It seems more like a paranormal neighborhood watch uh-huh. or like just like a community <laughs> outreach or a, a training program. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 For young and upcoming busters or up at risk busters. <laughs> and, and what were they getting paid? How much do you think they, they ever pulled down? Have you ever hired an exterminator? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember, lines. but I would say exterminator plus 50. Okay. 
For per person. Yeah. So 200? I don't know, man. Seems like it should be a lot because they're walking around with major technology uh-huh, on their backs. Yeah. Nuclear power. Yes, you know, nuclear powered yeah. proton packs. And Egon's on a professor's salary. And I don't even, he clearly doesn't have tenure. He has yeah. four people in his class. Uh-huh, right. So I don't, it seems like the extreme Ghostbusters, it's more of a, more like a custodial service almost. Um, they are, a rehab program. Well, yeah, yeah. And it seems like appropriate, at least if you were to, because here's the thing. Yeah. If they're, College age in 1997, they're uh, like kind of a generation before you and me, actually. They're more like Generation X or thereabout. We are, we're elder millennials, you and I. Uh Okay. But I could not help but watch this cartoon and cast them as young millennials or even Gen Z or Zoomers, whatever you want to call them, Uh uh, because of the differences between these two generations of Ghostbusters and the fact that it's like, yeah, they're cleaning up ghosts because that's what the environment needs. This is something they volunteer. (laughs) They're not out for a buck. They're doing it for the right reasons. They're yep. cleaning up the mess that the original ghost boomers left behind. That our parents left behind. Yes, that's what it seems like. And these young busters, they're under a lot of pressure uh-huh. these days. And the ghost boomers <laughs> just don't understand. And that means that when the extreme ghost busters come into the picture, the meeting doesn't exactly go well. Right. And this is a good point to break down who the extreme ghost busters are. So we know who we're talking about because they each kind of have their own. Their own issues with the boomers. Kylie Griffin, and she's Lydia Dietz, but from the Bronx. Yes. She's a goth chick. Mm-hmm. She has worn out multiple VHS copies of The Craft uh-huh. and has like Danzig and typo negative posters on every wall. Black nail polish galore. Absolutely. Doc Martens, probably still Jinkos at this point. Hell yeah, right? still okay. Jinkos. Okay, but lots of eye makeup, lots of black hair dye. Fishnet. Everywhere. It's funny, we're saying all this. She actually has a very unique gothic style of her own and has blue hair, but this is the spiritually who the character uh-huh. is. That's the type of person we're dealing with. You went to middle school with this girl. I did. And mm-hmm. I probably had a huge crush on yeah. her. Like I I was probably kind of afraid, more afraid than I was of your typical girl at school, uh-huh. even because it's like, I don't know, you got a spiked <laughs> wristband. I don't, you know, <laughs> scary. I don't know what you get up to. <laughs> so skirmish number one. Ray calls Kylie Sweetie. Dr. Stance, I just want you to know that I consider you a true pioneer in the field of spectral research. Thanks, sweetie. I, uh, I do what I can. Sweetie? She doesn't like it, and I don't blame her. She's in college, uh-huh. for starters. I mean, this is this is a not great way to handle yourself in the first place. It doesn't even seem in character for Ray, but Ray, I guess, you know, he's probably in his 50s, uh-huh. or however you want to take... 61. Yeah, whatever it is. It seems like the rule is if you're a man... You got to look like you fought in Korea before you call someone sweetie and it not sound belittling. Uh And even then, just probably don't do it. At this point, 2021, let's not call anyone sweetie. Old women, sure. I'm fine. Hey, anyone wants to call me sweetie, old man, old lady, whatever. Yeah. I'm up for it, but I am not a a college-age woman. So... And I think Janine needs to put together a sensitivity training seminar for the Ghostbusters to just put it on the Google Cal. Uh-huh, right. Set it up for it's these guys. Out. Yep. Yeah, because it's just this over and over again. It's like they don't understand how they're overstepping boundaries, how they're being very belittling to the, uh-huh. the extreme uh-huh. Ghostbusters, actually. <laughs> we got another young buster, another extreme Ghostbuster, Eduardo Rivera. Yeah. Now, we talked a lot of shit about this guy last time we talked about extreme Ghostbusters. Yes. Because he was worthless. In that ep- those episodes, he really like he he kind of served a purpose that was kind of similar to Peter Venkman uh-huh, yep. as like a skeptic poking holes and all this mouth. shit. Very loud mouth. 
But the thing is, like, he was also portrayed as actively dumb, just getting words wrong and things yeah. that, and they never made it up with anything. Like, uh. they never made him also good at this <laughs> no, or yeah, no courageous. Yeah. And I fully expected that he, over time, between then and certainly the end of the series, he would develop and redeem himself in some way as a character. And I was wrong. Uh-huh. This guy is still <laughs> selfish and cowardly and stupid. It's like they are trying to invent opportunities for him to be dumb. A bag of shitty. rocks. The only time he is heroic is when Kylie Griffin, who I think he's at least interested in. I don't know if they're dating. I don't know if they're Polly. I mean, this is these are kids. <laughs> you know, they're, these days, who knows? <laughs> he saves her from a situation. That's a one flash of courage. Good for him. But otherwise, right? it's yeah. pretty bad. Oh, I mean, there's that. And then the only other good thing about him, he doesn't like Peter Venkman. That Venkman dude really got on my nerves. Roland Jackson is another of our extreme Ghostbusters. He's a gearhead. He mm-hmm. loves cars. He loves technology. He's super smart. Yep. And really seems the most even keel about all this. Yeah. I just imagine he's a little older than the rest of the extreme Ghostbusters because he's still upset about things as they go along. But he he's the one that takes a call from Janine later to jump back into action. Yep. And it's just kind of like, I'll talk to him. Like, he's the translator between the boomers and the extreme Ghostbusters. Right. Okay, Janine. I'm in. But I can't speak for the others. There's a lot of bruised egos. And then we have Garrett Miller, who is a differently abled person. He is in a wheelchair. He he did this last time. Uh He made jokes in the first two episodes that we watched originally. They were jokes about his legs not working that he made. And he has every right to make them. Yeah. But man, it's awkward for the people around. I'll be over here. Yeah. He makes a joke when he's on a boat at one point and says, I still haven't gotten my sea legs. (laughs) Now, he's not a... (laughs) He's not a legless man. I guess that could have been even worse, but just very uncomfortable for me. Yep. His problem is the one that I can identify with the least. Winston, in talking to Garrett, calls him son. Oh, wow. I killed to be a pilot. Well, I'm sure you'll get there someday. Just hang on to that dream, son. Son? And I know that there's a way to call someone's one. There's a a really shitty way to call someone's son. There's also a way you can call someone's son that's like, uh, I'm going to school you, son. Listen to your son. I don't feel like he does that. It's a different kind of son. And to each his own. If Garrett doesn't want to be called son by by Winston Zeddemore, fine. It would make my day if Ernie Hudson called me son. Yeah, same here. I I mean, in fact, if anyone wants to buy me a cameo Uh for my birthday of Ernie Hudson just saying the word son... I'll take it. That's uh. that's good for a few years of birthday <laughs> presents for me. I would absolutely take that. So, Garrett, I just don't have the same taste as he does, I guess. <laughs> but they, these are just social interactions that don't quite go right. It's a generation gap. It gets worse, though, because Peter Venkman intercepts a call to the Ghostbusters headquarters and decides that the old team, the real Ghostbusters, the Ghost Boomers, uh-huh. are going to take it. <laughs> And I really don't know what the protocols are here because it's not, they aren't the fire department. Like if this was a fire department and they're in a firehouse. Right. If it was a fire department and it's like three retired firefighters intercept, you don't call the firehouse, but they intercepted a call and said, no, 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 we'll do it. Uh That's not cool. You can't do that. Right. But with this weird status of, is it a business? Is do they need to sign W-2s and get back in the system? Are they a volunteer thing? I don't know, but it's not cool. They take the call. Egon's in on it. They all take it, and the extreme Ghostbusters are left behind. Mm -hmm. I will say the Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, win in the uniform department. Uh It's very funny to see them next to each other. 
original Ghostbusters are just wearing coveralls, right? Yeah, yeah. And they got their name tags. It's not a, a flattering look for anybody. I think the only way you can look sexy in coveralls is when you have the top off, yeah, like, like you did the Care Bear. Exactly. Uh, Zip it down <laughs> to the to the. It's like a deep V, and then you uh-huh. uh, you let it go yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And then you're wearing an A shirt or a white T underneath. Yeah, and if you're smoking a cigarette on a break room oh, yeah. table, and you've got your Jesus. cigarette package yeah. folded up in your sleeve, uh huh. But just wearing coveralls. It's not a good. It's just not a good look. Uh huh. At best, it just makes you look like an amorphous blob. Uh huh. But these guys, at least, they do look like uniforms, and they all, even though they're different colors, they all go together. Yep. Similar styles. Yep. And then the extreme Ghostbusters, they look like they're playing 1930s football because uh-huh. they have all these, <laughs> all these pads on them. Are they tackling ghosts? Some pants have built-in knee pads. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's gonna help you out. It's gonna keep your knees fresh. It's like a body glove. For the busting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bustin may have changed over the years. Maybe they are a more physical Uh gang of busters. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know what? This might be a generational thing because further back you go, the less care given to the children, right? Right. They probably grew up with parents who made them wear the helmet, the pads, Uh if they were going to ride their bike, ride their skateboard. Elbow pads. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then the ghost boomers, I mean, they grew up in the 1940s. So we're wearing tough skins. Yeah. And we barely had bicycles. Right. They hop in the Ecto-1. It's still the Ecto-1. I mean, they may have added a few lights to it. Uh (laughs) The siren's the same. (laughs) It seems seems like the Extreme Ghostbusters do have updated technology for busting ghosts. And it seems like 1997, it says Extreme Ghostbusters. It Uh doesn't say Tame (laughs) Ghostbusters. It's not the most extreme cartoon. They're not on skateboards. They just have the pads. But in 1997, it seems like it would be like a PT Cruiser that you would then put the siren on (laughs) and they could roll up in, you know? So I don't, something like that. But they hop in the Ecto-1. And the real Ghostbusters leave those extreme Ghostbusters behind and head out. They have a hard time. (laughs) This is just too perfect. Yeah. They ultimately solve the problem. But they have a little problem with this new technology that the extreme Ghostbusters use. They've been Uh away for a while. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And later, though, when the extreme Ghostbusters go out on their own call, they're giving them shit over the radio. You don't know what you're doing. Yep. This is four men over 50. And I'm just going to say canonically, over 50, yeah. all of them. Okay, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry, Egon. Three of them white, telling this diverse group of kids, you don't know what you're doing, let us do it instead. And by the way, can you please show me again how to check my email? Yeah, right. Like, that's what the, this is just remote work. Too perfect. I mean, this is, this is, it's America today. Uh-huh, it is. It's what's happening right Poignantly now. Poignantly said, yep. It was 1997, it might as well be yesterday. Uh-huh, 2007. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So this is the series finale, the two part that we're talking about. They didn't keep it going. I guess uh-huh. it wasn't popular. I made fifty two <laughs> of them or so, and that's all they could muster. But I, I know that I, I'm biased because in watching it, I want it to refer to the movies more. You know, that's oh, yeah. really what I want out of the Ghostbusters cartoon more all the time. Yeah, I know there's only two movies to pull from, but pull from it, pull from it, man. Yeah. There's uh-huh. some cool shit in there. Like this is the in my mind in '97, if I was watching it at the time, I'd be like, this is their last chance to bring Gozer and the Gozer Dogs or Vigo or Pink Slime or whatever back into the fold and make it two generations. Like have Vigo and Gozer team up. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Something like that. And cover them in pink slime. There you go. Hell yeah, man. Just a, just one finale. Yeah. At least. Just yeah. bring it all together and make it around. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're like, well, the kids watching this won't care. because. But they would have seen those movies. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know if there's a rights issue there. Just get all these generational hostilities to the surface with some pink slime. Uh-huh. Because it makes you fight. Yeah. How perfect and would that hey, be? And it makes you feel good. Just like Boston. Uh-huh. <laughs>
<laughs> we didn't get Gozer. We didn't get Vigo. We didn't get a known villain. Nope. The ghost in this cart. Well, okay. It's kind of two things. Uh-huh. But it's actually kind of one thing. <laughs> okay. It's one thing that turns into another thing. It starts off as a bunch of what look like big larvae eating out of a garbage dumpster. <laughs> yep. They're gray. They kind of have like the alligator smile on their face where it's like this like <sighs> kind of look, but they're mindless. They don't talk. They're not, they don't have personality like Slimer does. Yep. They are, I guess, the same breed as Slimer because they apparently have enough hungry ghosts that they encountered that they have a designated class name, Feeder. Uh-huh. These are feeders, and Slimer is like a, an A number one feeder, uh, yep. for sure. If it's a class four feeder, you don't want to blast it without kicking in the ectotropic particle filter. And they're eating metal only. We don't realize this at first. Heavy metal. <laughs> oh, man, they're they're digging into some heavy metal. Yes. Iron, steel, uh-huh. titanium, baby. Tungsten. They're, they're willing to do... <laughs> oh, man, that's a deep cut. It is. So we got, fe- we got a, sli- a bunch of Slimers with no personality that eat metal. Only later we find out when they're studying them that it has to do with ions and protons and what's in metal. What are these ghosts of? Uh huh. I know that this is. I have. We've been talking Ghostbusters for about four years now, <laughs> and I am more confused today on what the even just the show Ghostbusters thinks are ghosts uh-huh. than I was on day one. <laughs> They, they talk about ions and protons, and they're under a microscope, and they're saying that these ghosts have to eat metal. This is not a being that is a spirit of something that once lived. This is just a monster from another dimension. <laughs> Nuts. Uh-huh. The extreme Ghostbusters are the ones that take this call. They blast them. Well, they go away, but then they multiply. Uh-huh. Turns out that whenever you blast them, they multiply. They multiply. Yep. They keep coming back. The real Ghostbusters are on the radio kind of being helicopter parents. Yep. Just like, have you tried to pull this this way? No, do this. <laughs> Then they show up and think that they saved the day. They Uh blast all these little larva things into nothing. Yep. And the extreme Ghostbusters basically quit by not showing up anymore, which as an elder millennial, I don't think I'm going to offend anyone by saying Uh. that is a very millennial way to quit a job (laughs) and a very millennial reason to quit a job. Someone else showed me up on the job. Well, I'm just not going to go in. I'm not going to go in. Fuck it. Not going in. So they stopped taking calls. Real Ghostbusters are... I guess just taking like a a vacation, these Uh guys that are visiting Egon, (laughs) and they just said, fuck it, we're going to, a long weekend of busting. Problem is, the feeders didn't disappear. They multiplied elsewhere. Every time they get busted by the proton packs, they come back and there's more of them and more of them and more of them until we reach the apex of this issue. The real Ghostbusters are on a, some bridge in New York. I know that there's a lot of important (laughs) ones. I don't think I have any identifiers to tell me which one. Yeah. If I could even tell in the first place. Right. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge. They're on that one main one. They're they're on the one bridge that leads out of New York. It's in a borough, and it's a bridge. (laughs) Someone's eating a slice of pizza. Uh Uh-huh. They're trapped there, and these many, many feeders are feeding on the bridge because it's made out of metal. Yep. Shit's going to go bad. Janine calls the Extreme Ghostbusters, and... Ask them to step in and help, which is really like saying, you need to save these people's lives. Can, uh-huh. Could you do that for me, please? And Roland answers and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to my friends. We'll stop playing Halo or whatever kids are doing at this point and get out there and save them. And they do. They blast all the feeders on the bridge. And I start realizing we're dealing with metaphor. They're on a bridge. They're bridging the generation gap between oh, the extreme Ghostbusters yes. and the real Ghostbusters because this is where they come together. For the first time, it's not fighting. Oh, my gosh. It's 
blew my mind. I, again, watching a lot of Sopranos, there's a lot of metaphors, metaphors there, and connections. Uh-huh. So maybe I don't think I'm looking for something where it's not, though. <laughs> well, the problem is we know that these feeders are going to show up again. Yep. So the newly united generations of busters get together for an innovation montage. Yes. They got to innovate some technology mm-hmm. to get on top of these feeders. And they do it. They blast a whole horde of them. Yep. And end of episode one, that shit's done. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Uh -uh. Next episode, real Ghostbusters are still in town trying to leave. A fog is rolling into town, and it's uh, more fog than you would expect. Enough to keep, yeah, it's pretty thick fog. It's going to keep these real Ghostbusters grounded and unable to return to their wherever they flew in from right. and their sad lives that they've been leading ever since they stopped busting. <laughs> the fog keeps going. All of a sudden, boats are going missing. The fog is eating boats, boats mostly made of metal. The fog even starts feeding on a Ghostbusters ally um, and even... Honorary Ghostbuster, the Statue of Liberty. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> she, she really helped out <laughs> she, at the end of Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, she's honorary. What it turns out is happening. This thing, this fog, is... I don't even know how to phrase this. It's the thing that causes all the problems in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh-huh. Yep. I, don't, I don't know... Man, they make some leaps on this. Egon really has to spin some bullshit to yep, connect these things uh-huh. up. But He's this, the master of it, though, yeah. being, we can't see until it becomes a fog and then it becomes kind of like a protoplasm. It is whatever has been in the Bermuda Triangle that makes all these you know ships and planes and everything, uh-huh. mostly made of metal, yes. go missing. And he says it's an adolescent, but that it's growing older now and it needs to feed more. more. Yes. Uh-huh. Travis, could this be symbolism? of how the elder generations fear the next generation taking over and the destruction it might bring them? Dude, what has Sopranos done to you? You It's turned me into a genius. Dude, your third eye is actually open right now. It's looking at me. Uh I must be a ghost now. Yeah. (laughs) Something's wrong with me. (laughs) And then you get this protoplasmic thing that is now eating metal Uh everywhere, all over the place, all the time. It's all metal all the time. Uh It's eating the city. And the Ghostbusters got to explain. This is not a ghost. No. I mean, I got to come out. I got to come out hard on this. Yeah. This is The Blob. Yeah. Have you seen the movie The Blob (laughs) or know of it? Did you ever think that's a ghost story, The Blob? No, No. it's not a ghost story. And again, it's like, I just want them to face somebody who can like, they can talk to. I, Vigo, the scourge of Carpathia, the sorrow of Moldavia, command you. Oh, command. Uh-huh. I just like this is a, this is a fun cartoon, but it's way better when they can say interact with yeah, said ghost. Give me somebody with a face and a voice. Are you a god? No. Then yeah. they realize, hey man, we got some shit to deal with. The blob is eating the city, and as it eats the city, they have to again innovate. Uh huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make a new anti-ghost pickup truck, which is just a giant proton blaster on wheels. Yep. So not new technology. They invent have another truck <laughs> that's basically a giant containment unit or, you know, the little uh, stomper thing yep. that they send out to capture the ghosts. Yep. This 
I want to say that they leaned, if they were having like an ideating session for how to solve this blob problem, right. they were leaning heavily on the ghost boomers for an answer. Because this is not innovative. This is just make a bigger gun. Uh-huh. What's the solution? <laughs> I don't know. Like a giant proton pack. Cool. Aim it at the ghost. Uh-huh. Blob thing. Well, blast it, trap it. It works. Yep. Thanks to teamwork. <laughs> but everything and everyone the blob ever ate Start reappearing. Yes, fades back into existence, <laughs> which is a funny thing to see. But you see, like you know, like a World War One plane suddenly come into view and a giant ship. I'm not even going to question like the the logic of this. I, I don't care. But it just strikes me as a cowardly move on the writer's part. Uh-huh. This is the end of the series. You could have destroyed all of New York. <laughs> Who fucking cares? We're not coming back to it. You're canceled. So right? just leave it. Just let it be this thing where it's like, hey, half of New York is gone, but at least we won, right? Uh-huh. Generation gap, bridged. Awesome. Well, they didn't do that. Everything goes back to normal. And now we have to deal with a bunch of people from, I don't know, the 1900s on. <laughs> and that's not going to be fun. Because, I mean, they're going to be worse than the ghost boomers. Ghostbusters of all ages, ghost boomers, extreme Ghostbusters, uh, ghost zoomers, ghost, ghost X, go- <laughs> ghost bust X. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the Days Past Tunecast, talking about the real Ghostbusters and the extreme Ghostbusters and how we can come together, people. I mean, if we have to look to a cartoon from 1997 to show us the way, for, I mean, then I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little embarrassed for us as yeah. Busters, uh-huh. but I'll take it. If you want to bridge the gap between uh, being a friend of the show and being a really good friend of the show, you can go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, a written review. Five stars, please. Oh, please. It helps us show up in people's feeds and lets all those other Ghostbusters fans out there, those other tune heads out there, know that we exist. Uh Just like the ghosts. We exist. (laughs) Be sure to check out our website, dptooncast.com, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dptooncast. Follow us and try to follow this. We're in a unique situation because right now uh, there's something that's up in the air. It is. Yep. We don't know when uh-huh. when this, this very special uh, package is dropping. Yep. It's a bouncing baby boy. A little baby Travis Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. He's on the he's on the way. He's on the way. He's on the way. Don't it could be next week. Uh-huh. It could be weeks from now. Yes. So we know that that's going to play with our schedule a little bit. It also figures into the next cartoon that we're planning on covering. So who knows? It could happen. <laughs> it might not happen. Next episode, whenever we are able to record it. We're covering Muppet Babies. The ultimate segue. I mean, how how perfect is this? <laughs> the Good ultimate Lord. segue. So we don't want to leave anybody hanging, but we just we just don't know. Uh-huh. We're gonna try to reconvene <laughs> ASAP yep. and get this Muppet Babies business on the books before the bouncing baby boy bounces into our lives. Oh, he's gonna bounce, and he's gonna yep. need some attention. So uh-huh. we're, we're gonna have to take a little break at that point. We will keep y'all updated. We're gonna get something out there. ASAP. Yes, sir. So come back next episode. Muppet Babies. We'll be talking about them either from the perspective of an expectant father or a new daddy. Okay? Makes sense to me. In the meantime, you got to tutor my duder and enjoy your Halloween. Yes. (laughs) Tutor my duder too. Okay, this is going to be dumb and entertaining. Yeah, I know what it is. (laughs) That's right. And I'll (laughs) watch... <laughs> so you knew that was that yeah. was coming, bro. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right.
Madonna. Eh, hey, it's a me. I like to tell you about my podcast. <laughs> I got arrested by the Italian police. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said you're going too fast. That, I mean, that's, that's, that's right. kind of right. I, I mean, mean I, it's what. not. How about it's not wrong? That's right. I don't want to be wrong. Ghost lusters. Do they shine up your ghosts, or do they are they horny for ghosts? Horns, horny? horns I, for the ghosts. I, I, why am I asking? Yeah, who am, dude, I, who am I talking don't to? Don't ask silly questions. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's left. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Who are you going to call? That's right. Ghostbusters. Ah, uh, that's right. Ah, that's right. Yeah, that's something weird. Don't look at Don't look at Don't look at That's right. You know, Bustin used to make me feel good. <laughs> but now I feel bad. Now, all of a sudden, I'm not feeling anything. Oh, no. That's I'm, a cry for help. I'm, I'm bust numb. <laughs> that's right, baby. That's right. Ah, uh, that's right, baby. Oh, you motherfucking That's right. That that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I said that is right. I said that it right. I said that it. That's it. Oh shit! It left. That's right. That's right. That's right. You. Dumb shit.